The fact that you trusted me to take on this role is very empowering for me and I knew that I could do it because of the trust that you instilled in me. And so what I found is the more trust you put in them, the more they come through. The more you trust people to come through, they usually do. Welcome to Yaro's Podcast, where you'll discover the stories behind world-class performers, business builders, and enlightened leaders. Hello, this is Yaro Stark, and today we're doing a special podcast episode. Uh, I have on the couch with me a very special lady, my co-founder in InboxDone.com, Claire. Hello, Claire. Hello. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. So this is a little different. Uh, we're doing this podcast in the same place on my couch, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, Claire is visiting me from Portland and I'm living in Vancouver. And uh, we've been having a few meetings lately just to get to know each other as co-founders because we actually met uh, virtually as is very common, I think, for a lot of uh, well co-founders and certainly online entrepreneurs, freelancers and so forth. And I think that's probably where we should start. Uh, we want to talk about a few different things on this episode, a bit about growing a startup together as co-founders, uh, what we're learning about when we work with our clients. Uh, Claire and I have very different roles in this company. So if you're currently growing a startup, you're interested in doing the services arbitrage business model that I talk about in some of my training. Uh, if you're just interested in email management and how we do that for people, all those topics will be discussed today and uh, you should stay tuned and listen in. But first, let's begin with how Claire and I got in touch. So I'll let you explain your side of the fence, Claire. Sure. It's not a super long story. I've been following your blog for a long time, along with a few others. It was one of my favorites. You're truly, just saying that. Genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw a work with Yara Link, and it was one of the most unique um, application processes I've ever been through with different steps to go through and I, I like that you didn't ask for a resume but it was more about skills and experiences that you had and how those combined into this very unique position which was a client care manager so taking care of uh, your clients and customers all virtually and then I made it through all the steps and yeah that's how I got in. Mm actually a good place to start because what we do with Inbox Done in some ways is actually handle the hiring of people uh, rather than our clients having to do that. Right. And you could almost say that our hiring practices kind of began with the hiring practices for my business that you went through, which actually we have to give full credit to Laura, yes. uh, my project manager. Uh, I won't go into super detail, but when I brought Laura on, it was because I sucked at hiring and I was failing at finding anyone good. I had so many different uh, bad stories with outsourcing overseas. Um, and then I hired Laura to help me hire and, and we together did some research on hiring people and came up with this process, this special page, um, which attracted people like Claire uh, and also filtered away you know, the wrong people as well. So it, it's an important part of the process for running an online company. I think it's an important part of certainly half our business today with Inbox Done is how we hire people matters a lot. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. So Claire came on board as one of my client care managers. And I think you probably worked a good couple of years almost in that role before mm -hmm. we actually combined forces as uh, co-founders. Um, I saw 
I guess, the qualities of, of a leader in Claire. And I always love looking for potential partnerships. And for a long time, I've wanted to offer this email service to people. Uh, I just never had really you know, pulled the trigger to launch this company. And with Claire showing up and having the skill set, having done that job for me for two years, uh, she really knew what it takes to look after someone's inbox and build systems and processes. I think that in particular with you, Claire, it kind of uh, boggled my mind how much you enjoy doing that, because frankly, I don't like it, like documentation, coming out with systems. So has that always been the case? I've done it always, but I've kind of realized recently putting the time in up front, how much that pays off long term. So I think I do it a lot more intentionally now than I ever did before, but I like getting in like the nitty gritty details and make it just the simplest system so that it serves you for a long time going forward. Yeah, which you're really seeing in, in action with Inbox Done. Yeah. So just in case you guys don't know what Inbox Done is, uh, I've talked about it so many times already, but you never know. Um, we essentially decide to combine forces and first of all, see whether there was need for something that I've had, uh, Claire being a good example, a person doing my email, you know, all the usual things we get, the newsletters, the software update notifications, the requests for kind of more information. How do I download this? Where do I find that? And that wasn't, you know, that was kind of work that it was taking me away from the work I wanted to do, which was creating product or um, creating marketing materials, looking for partnerships and so on. So it was important for my businesses to have that person. And it was very surprising how talking to other entrepreneurs, possibly you listening in right now, do not have email management handled by another human being. It's still the entrepreneur, the founder, or, or the expert, the freelancer, the person whose job it is to be the creative person or the leader is still doing the day-to-day -day email. And that's usually uh, what's keeping them trapped, possibly even after hours doing email at night or early in the morning. So we wanted to test this idea of offering email management services just like I've had for my company for other people. So I came to Claire with the idea of, do we want to provide this service for other people? And I can't remember your reaction. Maybe you can tell me behind the scenes what your reaction was. <laughs> My reaction was this is very exciting. Yes, I'm definitely interested, but I'm in no way passionate about inboxes. So do I want to devote all of my time to this niche? <laughs> Um, but what I've found is that I am passionate about building a business and building and nurturing a team. That's what I love. Yeah, I guess to be fair, when you first heard me say, do you want to do this company? I basically said to you, you're going to do all the work yep. and you're going to manage <laughs> not just my inbox, you're going to actually manage our first test clients inboxes as well <laughs> as a way to test. So in some ways I was just saying, here's more work. It's <laughs> a way to see if this company would work. Um, but of course you, we painted a picture of the future, which was growing a company, but we have to do a lean test first. So and certainly we weren't going to hire any other people until we, we could test it ourselves. That's what, what lean means. And we put out uh, some initial feelers to my subscriber base. If there's anyone looking for the service and we had a couple of people sign up. Uh, our first ever client was Kathy. Shout out to Kathy, uh, who I have to say was the perfect example of a person who needed our service. Um, yeah. Uh, I sent this email out and then I kind of handed it over to you because you had to deal with any person who said, yes, I'm interested in this. So maybe you want to explain what happened next. Sure. 
So even though I'd been running your inbox, she has a completely different um, niche, completely different client base, but the same systems that we used in your inbox could be applied to hers as well. So it's across the board. I've seen it work over and over again, these same systems. Um, and so was first just hearing out her goals and her, you know, her dream case scenario of how much time would she like to still spend in her inbox versus how much free time would she want. And then first it was just organizing and getting that number down and taking care of the whole backlog of emails that have been building up over time. Um, and she's incredibly successful. Her blog is thriving and new people coming every day. So it's a good problem. And then step two is I started watching how she responded to people and copied her writing style. And so I started actually interacting uh, with her clients once she approved the drafts that I was writing and sending out. Um, and then from there, it just kind of, you know, there's always new things coming up. So you learn along the way. But that's when we took on our first hire, Alex. And so I was able to teach him, again, these same systems for him to learn and then apply. And so he pretty quickly took over so that I could broaden my... <laughs> yeah. I do have one question before maybe we talk about you know sure. Alex and, and training people. You keep using the word systems. And yes. I think we're getting a hint at the sort of thing with what you're talking about with Kathy. But do you want to go over one or two of the most important systems? And this is, I guess, for everyone listening who is still doing their own email. You don't have to necessarily even hire us. These are systems you could attempt to apply yourself. So what really makes the biggest difference uh, at the start when you you know, you know enter a new inbox like with Kathy? Sure. Um, a lot of people either have no folders and tags or a billion folders and tags that they, you know, it's don't work at all because they're just, it feels really good to make a folder and you think you'll use it. And, but actually people use around like 10 folders consistently and actively. We, after that initial organization is done, we um, look at the types of emails that come are coming in. And a lot of them are, we're reaching out, you know, to get someone on a podcast or we're reaching out to build a connection with someone, someone that, you know, for networking or affiliate purposes, um, or with the customer, we're trying to make a sale. And all of these things require several different follow-ups because people are very busy. And so a lot of time you don't hear back right away. And so what we did was for these types of situations that require three, four, five multiple follow-ups, create an email for each of those follow-ups in a template. And so we can send the first follow-up. Of course, it's personalized. It's never like a cold response and then set a timer. And so a few days back, this um, first follow-up comes back into our inbox, reminds us that it's time for follow-up two, and we send follow-up to the second email that we've already written and created. And so it's just tweaking it, personalizing it, and sending that out. And so that's one of the most effective systems just for staying on top of everything. So that way no one falls through the cracks ever. You're um, sometimes, you know, it takes you would know the number better than me. Like if you're trying to make a sale, several points of exposure before someone's ready to buy. Um, sometimes people, it's nothing personal. You think sometimes if you don't get a response that it is personal, but they just are very busy and they need those several follow-ups in order to get back to you. If it's a relationship you're trying to build. Yeah. That's been one of the most effective systems. Right. So it's, folders and a way to proactively follow up whether it's a lead to try and get a sale or even a relationship just to keep the, the communication going yeah. those are the kind of 
step one, step two, or basic systems to yep. get up and running. And labeling each step of your process, so right. you always know you're on, you know, what step of the follow up you're at. And how do you? I was even curious with this because I've used email responders, but that's not really what you guys do because it's way more yeah. manual and tailored. But there are some tools you do use for this. Can you? Maybe just break down a couple of the, the systems we've used over the, the years now that we've been doing this. For <laughs> like, autoresponders? Or software. Like I know, obviously, Gmail is my main email system, right. and we added Yesware, yep. um, which does... I actually don't even really know exactly what Yesware does besides gives you canned responses. So I'm sure it right. does a lot more than that. Yeah. Is there anything else we, we've used since then? No, we've Software-wise? Used, I know we Slack, obviously, is... Uh, For communication, yeah. And honestly... I know AI is going to take over the world, but it hasn't caught up yet to real human interaction and humans writing out the emails on a case-by-case basis. It just hasn't yet. A couple of our clients use SaneBox as another software program, which tries to like automatically filter the emails, but it actually ends up becoming more cumbersome. Like we are able to create even more streamlined systems than any software that I've seen so far. So I just know I don't have a lot of software recommendations because I haven't found anything yet that replaces what a real human mm. can do. Yeah, I remember trying that, I think it's a plugin that attempts to put everything into the right place for you, basically. Mm-hmm. I get you down to inbox zero. And I tried it, and then I was like, where's my email? Yeah. <laughs> and then I went looking for everything to see, is it in the right place? And sure, some of it was, but I, I it's funny, like I've always preferred uh, the intelligence and the tailoring and the emotional ability that, you know, AI certainly isn't, doesn't got the emotional context yet, uh, and I may never, who knows. Right. Um, that you get from a human, which is why, uh, for me, it was like human must be in this role. And actually, that's another point worth mentioning. You know, the reason why I chose to hire someone to do my email is I felt personally I was not doing a good job in this space. Um, I was not following up the way Claire had talked about, uh, and that was one of the things I knew I had to do, and I felt really quite like I was missing opportunities, leaving money on the table, as the, the phrase goes. Um, not to mention just like that feeling. I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs have this. I should be building more systems. And every time I do something, I know this should be put into a document and templated and then hot someone hired to do it. Hiring an email person wasn't just to take over my email. It was also to build the systems to then make the email more efficient going forward because I wanted to, for example, if that email person left, the next person coming on board would have all the systems in place from the previous email person. So it makes my business better as well. So it's kind of like a win-win and uh, makes me feel less stressed than not you know, leaving things on the table uh, as everyone does as an entrepreneur. <laughs> so let's go forward. We uh, had our couple of test clients and that worked well. And uh, obviously we learned a lot about what it's like to what you did. I was kind of just asking you, how's it going? Uh, (laughs) And obviously Kathy gave us great feedback and she continues to give us great feedback. So we decided that our test was successful enough to get serious. And that's when we did things like built the website for the business that was uh, done together. Um, And with help from Carrie, the blog mechanic.com. Hello, Carrie, give you a shout out. She helped uh, build our website. And then it was essentially, uh, I mean, in many ways, I don't know about you, but this is not my first partnership. I've 
had a partnership with uh, Gideon Shalwick. Hello, Gideon, many, many years ago. And another partnership with Walter Haas uh, also years ago. Um, but with the partnership with Claire, I guess from my side, I had the benefit of those previous experiences. So I came to Claire saying, listen, we should do the test first, make it really simple. You know, we're going to do a 50-50 partnership, but we'll worry about the documentation and the legal contracts once we know this actually is successful. We don't want to go spend thousands of dollars on things we don't need if the business doesn't work. So let's find that test out first. But then we did, so we found out that worked, but um, obviously we hadn't, you know, we, we tapped into a resource I already had, my audience. We didn't know whether that was it. You know, is there, are there more people out there who want to do this? Uh, I think that's when we probably realized we need to define our roles some more. Although, I mean, it was pretty clear from the beginning that you were going to be the person who uh, does the first inboxes, but also trains the people who we bring into our team as we grow, because there's only so many inboxes Claire can manage. And that wasn't, yeah. as she said before, she didn't want to spend the rest of her life managing other people's inboxes. Um, and then we had to do, uh, which, which for me was more interesting, um, learning about selling this service has been uh, a different experience because we're not selling an information product. We're selling a service. I would say it's expensive, but it's not, it, you know, we're not talking a $50 a month subscription. This is most of our clients are spending around a thousand dollars a month because it's a, they're essentially hiring a team member uh, who's really joining part of their company. And uh, we're just the company providing that service. So let's go forward. Then from that point, uh, you had to learn how to hire and how to train, mm-hmm. um, which was, I think, based on my recollection, when you probably start to enjoy it more because you, well, tell me, why did you enjoy it more? (laughs) (laughs) This is where I think we are solving two pain points and they're equally as strong pain points. Like you said, you, you were struggling with hiring. And so we talked to our clients where they've attempted this before and attempted to get a virtual assistant and attempted to teach them their inbox. And they rarely have good stories to tell about the experience. People will disappear or it's too expensive or it's, you know, too cheap. And then the quality of work isn't good enough. And so this was another system that I was really excited to tackle. And, you know, how do your unique skill sets combine with your past experiences and um, your emotional intelligence and um, your the way that you ask questions? Because... Sometimes our clients know they need help, but they don't know um, how to train us or what types of questions to ask. So it's really being able to ask the questions needed to get the information that we need. And so I um, created an application that would draw out of as much of this information as possible and then built a couple steps into giving you know potential hires some tasks to complete um, you know, to show off these skill sets that they had. Um, yeah. And then from there, it's just matching the clients that we were getting with the people that I was hiring. And you can tell it's a relief to our clients that someone is just provided for them and it's their person. They really like having like their personal inbox manager, um, as a go-to. And I've just seen, you know, it's a very intimate thing to invite someone into your inbox. Um, and so there has to be so much trust there sharing, you know, the insides of every email that you've ever received and sent with this, um, someone who was a stranger and, 
uh, yeah, it's a very unique relationship that's built. And so to get to that point, you have to hire quality people. That's why we pay our managers more than like a, you know, overseas virtual assistant company would. Um, and I think it pays off because the quality of work that they do is very high. Mm. Yeah. I think I remember my own experience, the idea of someone else doing my email while the freedom aspect was appealing, there was major doubts about, uh, is this going to hurt my business? Are they going to run away with my secrets? Are they going to, you know, grab my passwords and, and do all kinds of things like that? Um, will they cost me sales? Um, uh, those are questions I had. It's funny how quick though, once you, someone steps in and they start doing every email and uh, that feeling is so better than any kind of fear you have uh, of, of the, those things happening. Plus, you know, I don't want to brush them aside, of course, because that is a, a legitimate concern. Um, and that's also why I think knowing there's a company who's purpose is finding the kind of people to do this. It's still my people. It's still Claire. She's training everyone. She's, you know, still got her hand over the whole business. So it is very much us as a company. And I think that's important because, uh, the trust factor is important to our clients. So, um, yeah. And I think that's a, a worthwhile lesson for anyone who's building a personal brand because it, it does transfer. You know, I, I've only just started this company with Claire in the last like, year and a half now as you record this, uh, yet I've been blogging and podcasting so much longer than that. And I've been selling training products about how to make money blogging, yet the same trust that was built through blogging and podcasting now transfers to this new business and allows us to get clients. But yeah, let's talk about a little bit more since we've obviously scaled and we've got many more clients and we've, we've gone through hiring several more people. Um, you're now more managing a team than you are in inboxes, uh, correctly. So, yeah. uh, it's changed a lot. Uh, tell us a little bit about what, I mean, you. I don't. I, this is the thing. I I haven't been doing this work. I I don't. I run a different business. You know, Claire manages. Well, she doesn't anymore. But Claire's team manages my inbox now. We, Alex is my inbox manager. So maybe t touch on a little bit uh, of some of the things you've come across as you've grown the team and you've grown the client base. Like what what's come to mind as uh, maybe unexpected or things that clients have wanted that we didn't see coming or that, you know, that's been important. It, it's just interesting that the more you trust people to come through, they usually do. And so everyone we've hired has stepped up and take on, honestly, sometimes they'll just stay in the inbox and it's just emails. And other times other clients have given them more tasks to take on and branched outside of the inbox a little bit and into, payments or, um, you know, invoicing or other platforms that are attached to their business. It's because that trust has been built. Okay. So we're obviously answering emails. Yes. You just said invoicing. So what do you mean by that? So for one of our clients, we, he gets all these invoices in from, um, clients, other clients and customers from, you know, the different services he uses. And then one of our inbox managers, will um, log the invoice, make sure it gets to the accountant, uh, file it in the correct place, and so take care of that whole invoicing system. So it's one more thing that our, our, you know, our client doesn't have to worry about. Um, and so that requires software outside of the inbox for him that he had to learn and he mastered it. And you said payments. Payments, yeah. Do you mean like 
money, like, uh, like invoicing people? or uh, Either that or paying affiliates. Like if they're doing, you know, have affiliate programs, they'll... I do. Yep, yeah. you're one of them. <laughs> I have affiliates that sell my products, my digital products, like my eBooks and my courses, which we pay out once a month. Uh, not Claire anymore, but inbox done. Uh, my client manager, Alex, will actually send the money to the affiliates using our affiliate payment system and uh you know that's a task that i handed over a long time ago to my client care team uh and it's an obvious thing you should hand over to someone right but you might feel uncomfortable about having someone pay money to other people and that does require i think uh building up some trust uh email is a great place to start but once you do realize that you can trust your person suddenly you might think oh I can, yeah, all the payments can be handled by someone else. All the invoices and bookkeeping tracking can be sent off to the bookkeeper. I don't have to do that for me anymore. It's another example, really, isn't it? Because, like, all my um, paying contractors uh, as well is a, I guess, top-level trust issue if you want to get that right. far. But um, it, it's something that... You can get out of the loop. That's what I think I love about being a client. I kind of feel weird saying uh, being a client and being a co-founder here, but it's, it is so nice to see these processes in your company and realize I don't have to be involved anymore. Yeah. So I guess, what else do we uh, put you on the spot here? I know we've, we've got a, so many examples of our clients, but what are we doing that people may not be thinking of? Because everyone just thinks, you mean you're just, you're just replying to emails, aren't you? Right. But that's not it, right? Um, so it's, uh, scheduling is a huge one. So getting our clients to the point where all they have to do is show up on the, at the day and time on their calendar, but we'll do all the back and forth and it gets into their personal life too, just scheduling in general. The I husband mean, or the wife? <laughs> yeah, your, everything, your inbox is the hub. That's how I look at it. So we, our managers take over that hub and then that just branches out into so many different areas. And I know we, I want to touch on, you know, what's the difference between what we do having an inbox manager and a virtual assistant. Um, I think a virtual assistant can be spread. uh, A generalist, really. Yeah, generalist, exactly. They kind of do everything, um, which means their time and their skill set is way more uh, broad and shallow, where we've decided to build a company around going deep around this core function email which really like you said is the hub for most people's lives certainly it is for my life so i'm still checking my email all the time even though i don't do it but yeah with uh working with now so many people um it's obviously like this is from our point of view we've had a startup that has i won't say we've grown rapidly but we've grown at a steady pace um but the nature of our business it's not something where we really could grow rapidly uh, I feel I was funny when I promote Inbox Done because I say we only can take on two clients a month and it sounds like one of those typical marketing claims. We're just trying to, you know, say there's limited, yeah, limited spots available like you hear on webinars, even though you know it's really not the case. <laughs> um, but in this case, uh, for real. yes, Claire has very much told me we can't take on any more people than that because we want to really carefully train and tailor people. Mm-hmm. So maybe let's talk about that a little bit. Um, why? What is tailoring and training what what what's um why why is it so hard (laughs) why can't we take on 100 clients a month (laughs) it's a first i yeah i it's a boutique service so it's not for everyone it's it's so many little details and we're stepping into the mix of an often very chaotic situation where the emails and the systems have gotten out of control 
And so just for all the details that we need to learn about you personally, the client and your business, um, just takes, it's very, it takes a lot of time and just being very attentive and very on the ball. And again, asking all the specific questions needed to get the full picture. Um, and we just don't want, I don't want our attention stretched thin. Also the hiring process is slow because I want to make sure we're hiring really quality people because it's such a unique role. And so I don't want to hire because we have to fill a position quickly so we can take on a new client. I want to hire because it's a really good fit. And so, yeah, we've hired four people in a year. So we're now a team of six. I think that's, um, great growth and, Um, I also don't want to overload any of our managers because I want them to be able to fully show up every day in the inbox and give their best and not be stretched between so many inboxes and so many clients. So, uh, in my case, I wanted to get out of the inbox, which also meant I didn't want to be in a situation where I was emailing my inbox manager. Uh, so, uh, thankfully, maybe not at the beginning, but more recently Slack has become available it's great software it's it's an instant chat tool and that's how i communicate with my whole team and obviously my email manager uh you know for people sort of listening in i know we have clients who come to you and say uh like one of our early clients was like i want to never see my email again mm -hmm. and then one of our other clients was like well no i want to be involved in certain things in my email because i just have to be right there's certain functions that only i can do maybe it's five percent of my email uh and they may also um like i know one of our clients actually is happy to have a separate email inbox that you know you may be forward the five percent emails that only they have to deal with right. uh one of our clients wants summaries every day so maybe just can you give us an overview of how you communicate with our clients and how involved they are with the inbox sure yeah it's usually through slack um, but we can use any mode of communication that's easiest for the client because that's the point um and then it's just yeah how much do you want to be involved and so it's looking at the types of emails that You know, this is an email I always want to answer, always get this to me. And, you know, these are the types of emails where I'd like to know when they come in, but I don't need to action them. You know, just give me a heads up. And then these are the types of emails I don't care about. I never want to see again. You know, you handle these completely. It's just parsing out, you know, how much um, do you want to see and be involved. And some people, like you said, we give them a daily overview of here's everything that came in. What does that look like? Oh, I was curious because I don't, do, I don't get that because mm -hmm. I don't request that, but what does right. that look like? We'll send them out either like in an email digest, like a, just a roundup of everything that happened that day, or we can do it weekly too, or just a Slack post. Um, and then with a little bit of a to-do list, like so-and-so needs you to call them back. Um, we scheduled this just FYI. And so it's usually once we act as your filter, that's like the best thing that we do. So you save your mental energy, um, going through and filtering everything yourself. We can do all of that so that you're only left with what you actually have to action. And then usually your to-do list ends up being pretty small. Um, and then, you know, just with a couple mm. FYIs in there too. I remember uh, recently I, I went back to Tim's book, The Four Hour Work Week, and I listened to the audio version for the first time, and it's his, his more recent extended version. And there's a section there on email outsourcing. In fact, Tim really emphasizes the need 
if you do want to have a four-hour work week for getting email off your plate, because that was one of the last things he got himself, you know, broken free from. It usually is the last thing for a lot of people. Uh, what I found interesting, what Tim wrote about was he wanted a voicemail as a way to give a summary, like just call me, you know, once a day and voicemail me what is absolutely vital for uh, what, you know, the information that came in email, what do I need to know about? What do I need to action? Give me a voicemail. And of course, nowadays you've got WhatsApp. Do we have anyone using anything like that? Though? Or is it all Slack mostly? And email? It's mainly Slack um, with some WhatsApp and some texting actually, oh, SMS, right. just because it's easy. So you know, that's the whole point is not to add another cog to your system, but right. just make it as, as easy and accessible for you as possible imagine yeah. like 50 emails turning into five texts exactly it feels amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's another thing i was going to say too about in addition to the emails some of our clients have forums and so you know it's still a form of messaging um we actually handled someone's a client's uh facebook message messages because it, they said you know it's become like my new inbox and so it's wherever messages are consistently coming through and you need to weed through and filter. Um, so we have one client who has, you know, their inbox and then they have a forum. And so every forum ping that they get also comes into the inbox. But then our manager will go through all of them and just take the um, forum notifications or emails that have a question and just put those questions in Slack each day and say, this was an email or this came from the forum. Super simple. Ends up being like four or five things mm, a day. Yeah, that's great. I remember a long time ago, I studied um, uh, Paul Williams, an Australian friend of mine, and he was teaching a outsourcing method that was kind of like a uh, four-hour work week, but even on steroids, uh, Rich Sheffrin recommended uh, Paul. And he was talking about very much what you just said, taking, you know, I get a lot of questions in forums or I get a lot of questions in email. In fact, I know from just speaking to a lot of uh, my entrepreneur friends, one of the things that keeps them trapped to their email is a question coming in, someone just pouring their heart out in an email about their problem or, you know, the desire to start a business or write a book or, you know, solve their whatever issue is. And that could happen in a, in a forum or even, you know, it could be in a Facebook post and you, you want to reply to those. Uh, it, it becomes, I mean, two things. It's a trap because you might end up replying and spending, you know, 45 minutes on one reply to one email for free. You know, it's not your job to offer free coaching if you're growing a business or provide customer service personally at that level. So I think um, this ability to create a filter uh, as well as someone who will reply for you and do, you know, okay, they're not going to reply exactly the same way you will but they're collectively building a knowledge base that in many ways is better than what you have i know i remember thinking this myself when i handed over my inbox to people like claire i'm no longer dealing with my email so they know more about the questions coming into my inbox than i do so they're better able to kind of build on that knowledge base and and grow it and use it in future questions to answer with more in-depth answers, build better templates. So there's a lot of advantages to not, you know, breaking free of that idea that you have to do everything uh, and then just getting comfortable with, I'm just going to get a few Slack messages or WhatsApp messages or text messages. And that's all I have to do and worry about interacting uh, going forward. So that, that's the kind of freedom I think um, that should be appealing to everyone. Um, and just to add to that, sometimes we just, people are so happy just to get any personalized response. 
like we everyone knows that everyone is busy and so you send an email to someone and you it feels like you're sending it out into the void and so even just knowing that you know say someone writes you an email and we let them know Yara gets a lot of emails but he will definitely read this and really appreciates it which you do um, goes a really long way. Mm-hmm. People are really grateful, and it's the you know the way your emails are answered is a rep- representation of who you are, and mm-hmm. so you do care about all of your readers. And mm-hmm. but we only all get twenty four hours in a day. Yeah, too. yeah, and people just want to be heard, and this is a great way to yeah. just acknowledge their effort to, to, to contact you. So yeah, yeah, it's a nice stepping stone for breaking away from from being the the only person replying to every email you get. So um, I think we probably should start moving towards the end of the podcast, Claire. So uh, thank you for listening this far, because Claire and I are certainly just riffing on a company that we were both growing together. So it's, you know, an interesting subject for us. And I hope you're enjoying the behind the scenes. Uh, You know, I I like it because I don't actually know a lot of what Claire is doing on a daily basis with our team and, and hearing about everything but you know even if you're just growing your own startup hopefully you're, you're getting some tidbits about how we've kind of worked together as a team done a lean test grown it you know done some hiring learned about the, the pain points of our client base maybe you're thinking about this and going these are my pain points as well um, obviously we'd love to talk to you if that is the case and uh you know we, we do discovery calls i guess we haven't touched on this um claire as we you know got started beginning her role became very clear as kind of like the operations manager growing the team hiring and i kind of went into the more front-end marketing and sales role where i'm doing the initial you know exposure getting people to know we exist and then doing the first step of contact which is a discovery call which essentially means you get to talk to me it's not a free coaching session but it is a chance to explain to me what your email looks like and what you'd like it to look like so how can you break free from your email and how we could possibly step in and do that for you so you know i can give you an overview of the service you can tell me what kind of messages you get what you know what you'd like to deal with yourself and ideally the 99% of emails you'd like to hand off to us. Um, and then if that works well, you will then be uh, moved on to Claire and she'll work with you to really actually look at your inbox as the final step before you become a client with us. And uh, we basically just start the training period and that is all about taking over your email so you don't have to do it. Um, the training period, maybe I'll, we already touched on a lot of it, but uh, you know the basic idea is Claire and uh, more importantly, the person who will be in charge of your inbox is going to learn about everything to do with your business and your email over that training period. It usually takes 30 to 60 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then by that point, you'll be well and truly out of the inbox and we'll be in there. Uh, you know, we'll still be in touch with you, but as you can hear, it doesn't have much more than a, a bit of contact either once a week. In my case, I only do my email once a month, so that might be a shock to hear that. I go in and reply to messages regarding my business once a month. I certainly look at email because I'm addicted still at just seeing what comes in, but that's not, it's very passive. It's just on my phone. Uh, I don't actually go in and reply to anything. I usually will just once a month, just batch process whatever Alex, my inbox done manager, uh, puts in my folder and even that nowadays is not that much because 99% of my emails can be handled by Alex and, and my team so uh, yeah uh, so yeah if you do want to do a discovery call inboxdone.com would be the place to go to and uh, book that in with me and we'd love to hear from you uh, if you have any questions though uh, maybe you just want to click a 
send a quick question, you're welcome to leave a reply you know, to this podcast. So, Claire, uh, what are we doing next with Inbox Done? I guess we're pretty much just trying to get as many uh, people knowing about our service. And uh, I, I guess it is the early days. You know, we've found something that we can really help people with. Um, we don't want to go too far outside of our core competence, I think is, is fair to say. Um, and just uh, we're very happy, I guess, with the clients we've got. Most of them have become long-term. Oh, yeah. It's exciting because a lot of the clients did start by coming from your network, and now we're getting clients who are just coming, finding us through Google searches. So it's you're really, if you decide to take on one of our inbox managers, they're becoming a part of your team and either joining your existing team or you will instantly have a team just by having an inbox manager stepping in. Okay, so it's inboxdone.com, guys, if you would uh, like to work with us. But I hope, regardless of that, you've enjoyed a little bit of the behind the scenes. Um, it's great to have Claire on the couch with me here in Vancouver as we record this special edition of the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. Uh, you could call it a bit of a startup story slash just us talking about uh, you know why, why our company does what it does. And it's rare for Claire and I to get in the same physical space. Uh, and it's also rare to do a podcast in the same physical space. Nowadays, everything is, you know, on Skype. So I appreciate you uh, traveling up here uh, from Portland to do this. And uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. So thanks for listening to today's episode, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Yaro's podcast. For more episodes, visit yarrow.blog and subscribe on iTunes or Google.